Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the OG Therapy Podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy. And I got with me a couple OGs. The first one I'll introduce, we'll go youngest to oldest this time. He hails from California, but currently <laughs> lives in Houston, in the greater Houston, Texas area. He weighs in at about, and he is uh, six foot four. <laughs> I don't know how much you weigh right now. I don't know if you want to expose me that either. or not. Okay, well, he weighs close Something. to his playing weight when he's yeah. in Wichita. If you're like me, just sub- substitute some of that muscle for fat. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah, same yeah. weight, same weight, just different body. <laughs> different body, way different body. Uh, and so without know, further ado, my man K. Scott, what's up, K? You know, what's going on, man? You know, I'm, I'm a couple cookies uh, short of, you know, making the, the, the what is it called, the, the scale not turn back on, man. I ain't going to lie to you. I probably gained a couple – couple ways because i'm eating cookies for a little bit so uh well it doesn't help get that your wife's got a vacation yeah it doesn't help that your wife's got a bomb cookie company yeah i know i was like god dog it's i guess i'll try these two <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and then my other man on the horn we got jason hewlett what's up jay hey hey guys good to, um man i'm feeling like the cookie monster over here i need <laughs> they need some cookies i guess gosh yeah you know yeah yeah, you, you don't want as many cookies as I had this weekend, though. That's that, that's, that's too much. That's too much. Mm-hmm. You have to get a bigger scale. I have to start weighing myself where they do the trash compactors at. No, no. Dump. <laughs> weigh myself there. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to fit on a regular scale soon. So, you well, got to get, get two scales, put one on one, one on one each, foot. And, and add the total. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting close there, man. I'm getting close there. So, well, you guys, thanks for jumping on the call with me. We got another question. We just got done wrapping up a question from a parent, and we got another question from a parent. We're focusing on sports this week because with football season starting, lots of sports starting, back to school, a lot of your kids will be engaging in sports. If they already weren't training, they'll be back in sports again right now. And so we got a couple questions, and we answered one in our last episode. We got another episode here for another question. So, Jason, why don't you read the question for us? Yeah, so this one comes from a parent. We appreciate anybody that sends these in. This is awesome. How do you talk to your child when they complain about playing time in sports? But you can see that they aren't as practiced or ready as the kids that are in the game. Well, um, there's been a a lot of pushback lately in the past recent years. Um, And I see there's a good argument to this. Um, Sometimes it's blown out a little out of proportion, in my opinion. But a lot of people, you guys probably heard about this uh, this discussion with uh, youth sports where they give, in some youth sports, they give everybody a trophy. Mm-hmm. Participation. Participation yep. trophy. Now, I, I, there's definitely an argument for participation trophies the younger the kid is, right? Like when they're really, really young, like four or five-year-olds, mm-hmm. eh, they want to keep them in. But as you start to get older, that's when the, the argument starts to come in a little bit. And I think what happens is as the kids start to get older, all of, our, all of us as parents, we want our kids to be special. We want mm-hmm. our kids to be the best. We want them because one, it makes them feel good. We see their confidence yep. grows. Um, we love to see our kids happy. And also selfishly, we like it too, right? I, I don't think there's <laughs> anything wrong to say if your kid's amazing at a sport. That's my baby. That's my baby, right? 
<laughs> now, obviously, some parents take it a little too far. Yeah. You know, it becomes their identity. You know, they got mm -hmm. a million stickers on their car. You're like, okay, we get it. Your, your kid's a star athlete at <laughs> such and such school. Like, you don't need five yeah. stickers. Um, but when we're talking about your, your kids starting to feel like they deserve more, sometimes us as parents, sometimes we, had, we, we created that monster. Sometimes we told them they're so amazing, they're so great at everything that for some reason they didn't get the other half of that message, which is you have to work hard to con stay or continue to be great mm -hmm. to keep at, at a certain level. In fact, a lot of people say, you know, it's hard to get to the top, but it's even harder to stay there. Mm -hmm. There's lots of sayings like that. To, to be the champ, hard. Stay the champ, really hard. So as your kids start to show that type of sign where they're thinking they're deserving more playing time, I want you to go back and listen to our last episode because what we're going to talk about here is kind of grounded and rooted in a lot of little nuggets, little things we shared in the last episode. And the general consensus of the last episode is that us as parents, we got to be coaches for our kids right. so that they know how to handle the situation. Yes, they may not be getting enough playing time from a coach, and the reality of it is, like it says in this question, maybe they're, they're just not deserving of it. Maybe their attitude, their behavior, their work ethic isn't there, but their talent's there. Maybe their work ethic and, and how much you know they, they love the game is there, but their talent's not there. And they need to improve on skills. Whichever the, situ whichever the situation is, you're going to have to coach your kids how to be able to first accept reality on reality's terms, not on your feelings terms. Your feelings are real and they're not necessarily reality. If, if people have been listening to this podcast for a long time, they'll know that's one of the go-to social health um, comments, statements, branding is that your feelings are real and they're not necessarily reality. So if you want to coach your kids in this and, and Jason and K Scott, I'm sure you guys can give added detail to this. Um, if you want to coach your kids in this, you want to acknowledge that it's like, man, tell me how you feel. Let them tell you how they feel. That's step one. Right, they got to face it first. Step one is facing it. Okay, you face it. Then you got to help them replace it. Their feelings, how they feel. You got to help their thoughts and feelings be replaced within reality, because reality doesn't care if you're short, tall, three hundred pounds, one hundred thirty pounds. Right? Reality is just that's the way it is. Okay, sunrise in the east, sets in the west. It's like, well, I wanted to rise in the east and and set in the and set in the wow. south you're like uh okay well anyways it's gonna rise in the east and the west yeah sometimes we just can't bend reality to our will and mm -hmm. as kids you can't blame a kid for thinking that way or want that way so whatever they say their their situation is if they're complaining i don't get enough to play time listen to complaint okay okay all right yeah it's it's true man like you you really have gone to practice you've really done these things that's true you you probably should deserve more playing time but then this is how you switch it over with the word like however or another word called and then you can switch it over so the first part is facing it the second part is replacing it what we're facing is we're facing the emotions the feelings the thoughts now we're replacing it with just reality so when you want to replace something it's got to start off with something like however or and so your kid gets done complaining you're listening to them saying man that based on what you're saying i could see why you feel like you deserve more time I could see why like you're frustrated that you weren't playing this much or that you got pulled out of the game early just because you missed one shot, whatever the situation is. I could see that. Your kid's going to calm down. They're going to feel like they're heard, they're validated. Plus, they get to vent it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. right? Don't be the parent that jumps in and says, wait, why are you feeling that way? What's going on? Give me more details. I'm going to go fix it for you. Or some parents like, oh, well, 
well, aren't you sure you're just complaining? Like, you know, will you miss practice? You know, maybe you don't deserve to start. Don't mm. get to that. Don't get to the telling your kid what the problem is. Hear them out. That's the facing part. Then when they're ready to replace it, you can say something like this. I see your complaints. And I also am wondering if there's things that maybe you could do better or work on that you haven't done yet. Now, I'm not saying what you're saying isn't true. I'm just wondering, can you think of some things that actually that maybe you're not doing that's stopping you from getting on the court or getting on, on the field would have it? Now, if your kids go, no, it's just political. They're favoring so-and-so. They're favoring so-and-so. You could even add a little light humor and say, oh, gosh, well, so does this mean that uh, basketball or football is just going to be over then? I guess all the hard work you put in all these years is – I don't know. Does this mean that you're going to quit it or does this mean you're going to try to find ways to make it better? Well, no, I'm not going to quit. I mean, I'm going to make it better. Okay. Well, what are some things you can do to make it better? Mm-hmm. Right. So just flipping that over to the, from the facing to the replacing. Once they come up with some ideas, you may have to lead them into it. You may have to say something like, would you mind if I give you some suggestions? Yeah. Well, maybe you should go to your coach and pull your coach side and say, Hey, listen, I was wondering if you come, up with like a list of three or four things that I could work on so that I could get more playing time, but most importantly, so I could help the team more. Cause if I don't get in the, if I don't get in the game more, uh, maybe it's cause of who we're playing or maybe cause I had a bad game last mm-hmm. time, but I know if I get a bad attitude and I start, you know, getting all pissed off and angry and complaining cause I'm not playing time, that's going to bring the net, the energy of the team down. And I don't, you don't want that as a coach. And I don't want to be that, that, that downer guy. Right. I've never had an athlete throughout all the years that either I coached them or their parents coached them to say something like that to the coach that didn't have a 100% positive response from the coach. Mm-hmm. It's a positive response. So that next step going and talking to them, it's called taking action. So it's face, replace, take action. So you got to face the reality, let them vent about it, replace uh, face the emotion, let them vent about it, replace it with reality. Once they replace with reality, then whatever the ideas they came up with to go talk to the coach, work harder, Mm -hmm. then they actually have to do those things. That's the action part. Again, I know you guys have used all three of these things, uh, whether you've called them something different, whatever, but that's what I'm telling parents when they come to me and they say, how do I handle this with my kid? Because I don't want to hurt my kid's feelings, but at the same time, I also don't want to like, you know, give them some unrealistic expectations that they do deserve to play when they probably haven't mm-hmm. put in the work or maybe they're lacking talent. So just, just some thoughts off the top of your guys' heads. No, nah, I, I mean, I love it, you know, coming from <laughs> where I'm coaching seven for seven and every kid feel like they are the starter. In some cases, they probably will be the starter on other teams because our team is that, you know, pretty good. And the one thing I love about our our parents is that they're not the parents that say, man, my kids should be playing, blah, blah, blah. One thing I love about our parents is that they'd be like, hey, what are some things my kid can work on? Because I see that this other kid is talented as well. But what are some things that my son can work on in order to get more reps or we can slide him over into another position so that he can get more reps? And a lot of times it's just like, hey, at this position, this guy's just better suited for you. However, with his strengths, I can move him somewhere else to where he would get more playing time. And so um, that's what I had to do a lot. Um, whenever parents come to me and ask me, how can my kid get on? I will say like, hey, here's a couple things that is the reason why they're not playing. However, even though I listed these certain things, if if there are some other ways that we can't insert them into other places to where he can get that kind of expedite that process. So I kind of give them a roadmap of like, yes, they're not playing. Like you said, face it. Yes. 
they're not playing. Replace it with, but here's how, you know. Because yeah. <laughs> if you then, just want to get on the field, there's other ways right. to get on the field. Exactly. So just trying to give, let them know that their versatility is key and durability is too. So the more versatile you are with your skill sets, and it helps them too because it allows them to recognize their strengths or areas of opportunity to kind of like get playing time like for further down the line in the future for them right and so uh it just helps them out a lot whenever we come to them in that type of uh angle rather than being like hey you're not playing because you just suck right yeah. it's, it's <laughs> like hey here's some things to work on if you work on them here's the the outcome however if you want to expedite the process here's another lane that you can go into as well heck yeah i love it i love it great example jason what you got yeah great thoughts k scott that's cool and i mean I'd have to lean into something that I've read and heard cause say so many times you've got to err on the side of the relationship with the mm. child at this point and moment, you know, when they're, they're defeated or they're deflated and you do have to face the reality of perhaps they are not that good yep. compared to the kids that are playing. Uh, this is a formidable time where what you say in this time and moment, they'll always remember you said it as a parent. Like mm. it could very well define them for like the rest of their life. And so I'm, I'm not trying to scare a parent into what you're going to do or say, but listening to what Cousins case, K Scott are saying is so essential. I would then also add to what's already been said to, to help them to now decide between their goals and their promises with mm. what they want to become. And so it's like, Hey, you know, if, if uh, the reality is that, yes, this kid's going to play more than you or the, the coach just trusts them more and you can improve and improve and work, but what are your goals and what do you promise you're going to do every single day to get better? Mm. Can you be the best cheerleader on the team? Can you be the best hustler? Can mm. you be the one that's the most supportive? And can you understand that you have other roles within the, within the system that could very well help in ways that nobody else is doing you know and my kids play basketball and lacrosse and they're not on the football team but when my son's playing basketball i'm like be the one on the floor grab yep. the rebounds mm -hmm. dive yep. go, go after it get scrappy uh, get be scrappy be, be dennis rodman go do yep. that and you'll always be valuable yes. so finding ways to be valuable on and off the court which is the first one to high five as they come off, you know, the floor to the bench, if that's who you are, that's an, that's a good thing that you're on the team. It's not to say that you've, you know, allowed yourself to fall to some other place, but how can you continue to rise up a team while you're in the position that you're on? At least you're on this team and you have a great opportunity to support each other. You know, what you just said, Jason, I've had parents actually tell me, a, you know, a similar situation told them what to do. They did what you actually just said, Jason, as far as like um, having their kid have realistic expectations. Like, you know, mm -hmm. maybe they're not the best person. And um, the kid said, yeah, if I'm not going to be the starter, if I'm not going to be doing this, uh, I don't really care about the other team. I don't really care about the team that much. And they had confessed that it was more like that was the reason why they did it was to be great at it and to get attention. Now, because of that, the kids were pretty adamant about they didn't want to play anymore if they weren't going to get what they want. 
that was a hard part for a couple of parents because now the kids are wanting to quit. Now the parents are like, no, I don't want them to have this as a pattern. If they can't get what they want, they just bail mm-hmm. out or anything. And I think that could be a whole nother episode. Maybe we'll do a part three on that episode um, as I'm talking out right now, because um, how to deal with when your kids are convinced that quitting is the best option. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So it, I know, I know that's not uh, this question, but I think we should add that for the next one, but it just made me think of that. Cause what you just said was accurate, but sometimes kids come back and be like, All right, well then I won't play anymore. I don't want to do it then. Yeah, mm. sure. You know what's crazy too, uh, Jason? You said something that is far beyond the sports field, and basically you're teaching the kids how to search for areas of opportunity where they can fill in and add value. You can input that into business, whatever they want to do in life, society, community. They can now search. Okay, here's my strengths. Here's some areas that are weak that I can be able to fill that void and find my role and just own it to add value. That was impressive. So if learning how to find your role and own it is like one of the essential keys that I feel like every kid needs to learn how to do, whether it's the high five energy guy, whether it's to jump on the floor, scratch your elbows, whether it's shooting threes, whatever your role is, find it and own it. How many superstar six time world champion Michael Jordans are there on the planet? Besides me, I don't know. One. <laughs> there's uh there's one. There's one, okay, but how Not many me. people are intricate partners or valued assets in the Jordan brand? Mm, Pippen, uh, Kerr, shoot. Uh, and well, not only that, just think about the people behind the scenes that work for Jordan, mm. the company. The oh, trainers. <clears throat> the, the trainers, the marketing the shoe executive. guy, if you saw the, 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 the Nike Air movie, I mean, Ooh. just think about that, like – Guys wow. that we've never even heard of until 30 years later, 40 years later, that it made all the difference. It's You're right, Cause. It's so cool to find out that behind the scenes, the people that make it happen and make it work. And we all have our place. We all have our signature moves. We need to keep the promise to share that with the world. And that's an important part of this conversation. Yeah, if, if, if your promise is I want to lift my team and be the best so my team can be the best it can be, work team, whatever it may be, then you're going to be valuable. You're going to find a talent. You're going to find a niche. If you're like saying, I want to run this team, I want to be the owner, I want to be the end-all, be-all, stop and start of this team, I'm not saying you can't do that and start your own company. I'm just saying on the way up, especially in like high school sports or youth sports, you're probably not going to find that much group success, even if you find individual success. You'll be one of those kids that's bouncing around from team to teams. They're always at a different school. I had a friend of mine, his son, in in four years of high school, I think he literally, he'd signed up to play for seven different high school teams. Oh, my God. Ended up getting a D1 scholarship, but it was kind of a joke after a while. It's like he'd leave one team because they didn't, he's something about he had no roots. He had no nothing. There's no loyalty to any of the communities, any of the teams there. And that's one wow. of the things that my buddy told me he regretted. They were chasing that D1 scholarship so much mm. that they could. He said, like, we would have got a D1 scholarship no matter where he played at. You know yeah. I mean? We're just trying to like run all around. All it did is uproot our family and cause a lot of mm. issues that were unnecessary. Wow. So there's a big place uh, in, in the value of being a very important role player. Mm. That's real. And who knows, role players, role players get their shot too sometimes to hit the game-winning shot like Steve Kerr. Steve mm-hmm. Kerr did, yeah, man, and uh, that's a great story. And the 
you know, I think it comes down to the fact that when you have those conversations with that kid, and I would love the further conversation on the quitting part, that's really fascinating. Right. Uh, I think that, you know, having the conversation to say, hey, maybe they have their rotation of six or seven guys in the game, and you're the you're the ultimate person to get them ready for it in the practice. Mm-hmm. You know, are you willing to be that guy? Because that guy's as important as anyone they're going to go up against to get them ready to go, and that'll make you better. And, uh, you know, those are interesting conversations as a parent to have. They're sobering <laughs> mm. because, you know, everybody wants to be the star. And right. then eventually you realize I could be the star in any role I'm in. It's a beautiful thing. That's true. That's true. I love it. All right, you guys, well, let's go and wrap that one up for today. But, yeah, we'll definitely have to continue out. How do you help your kid when they're hell-bent on quitting and giving up? Okay, that'll be the next one for us. All right, you guys, as always, thank you for following us here on OG Therapy. Follow us on Instagram, uh, OG.Therapy. Follow us on YouTube, OG Therapy. Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash OG Therapy. It's $5 a month, but you get to see our beautiful faces on these episodes and two years of bonus content that is not on the normal social media platforms or uh, podcast platforms. You can find uh, Jason Hewlett at Jason Hewlett, exactly as name spelled, H-E-W-L-E-T-T. And you can find me at David underscore Kozlowski, K-O-Z-L-O-W-S-K-I underscore. And you can find Kenneth Scott at? Scott underscore two on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. All right. And until next time, you guys, thanks for trusting us with all your deepest, darkest secrets. So whenever you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do. I'm down on my knees. Just come talk to your OGs. Talk to you guys soon. big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Say big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save